I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course, a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Beauty Bosses. I'm so excited to have our fabulous guest, Claudia Lima-Ginut, my friend and Executive Vice President and Chief Merchandising Officer of Claire's. Clara, so nice to Welcome. be here. Hi everyone. Hi, <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. Not just your local ear piercing destination, Claire's Holdings is a worldwide leader in trendy accessories and fashion products across North America, Europe, the Middle East, and South Africa. Claudia has her Bachelor of Science in Marketing from New York University and her Master of Business Administration from Columbia University. Claudia has also held senior roles in the past at the Children's Place, Destination Maternity, Zara, Komodo Group, Ralph Lauren, and Fifth and Pacific Companies. We're so excited to have you today, Claudia. I am so excited to be here. I know, you have such a great CV. <laughs> I can't believe it. That was a mouthful. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, you, know, you only realize it, I think, once you get to the end of it how much I know and how far and it's reverse chronological so yes. you like go you walk down memory lane backward yeah um, absolutely. okay well we have a lot of questions so we have to get started um first let's talk about what drove you to Claire's because I feel like if you are a woman in America really almost anywhere in the world you have a story about Claire's and chances are you might have even gotten your ears pierced at Claire's. Oh absolutely. Um, one of the things that I love about Claire's and part of the reason why I'm there is to your point it brings me back to when I was a teenager. I shopped at Claire's when oh, I was same. in my teens. Um, I got my ear pierced when I was a teen at Claire's. Um, I didn't. My parents <laughs> would not let me but all my friends got their ears pierced at Claire's. So it's such an iconic, wonderful brand that resonates across all different age groups, right? And all demographics. Like it is just a wonderful brand that allows you to self-express, be yourself. I mean, like today, for those of you that can't see me, I'm wearing Claire earrings. I'm wearing my Claire's um, hair accessories. And it's just such a wonderful way for you to be yourself, whoever that is or whatever that means to you. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid growing up in Santa Monica, we'd go to the Santa Monica Place Mall after school, and it was just the most fun place in the mall because all the little earrings and hair clips and, you know, they varied so much, and no matter what your personality type was, every kid could find their special thing. Well, I always like to equate it to like a treasure hunt. You walk into the store and you're going to find something that you love and then you're going to find something else and then you're going to find things, whether it's jewelry, accessories, hair, um, and we'll get to this in a little bit, beauty as we go forward, um, that helps you just express who you are. Is it deliberate that Claire's is positioned in malls? It has been. So um, historically, you know, we have so we have over 3,000 stores worldwide. 
um, the majority of those are in malls because malls were the places where everyone used to come together. So whether you were a child or you were older, everyone came to the mall. They came to the mall for the day. It was their day trip. They came to the mall to eat. It became, they came to the mall for movies and then shopping. So it became the place where everyone came together, which is why the majority of Claire stores are in malls. Although I will say that as we move forward, like everywhere else, it's, we have to be where the consumer is and we're definitely changing it up and being in more high street locations, yeah. um, diversifying our strategy of distribution and obviously e-com. Yeah. With e-com, it's interesting. What percentage of businesses e-com or online versus brick and mortar? So I would say it's still really small for us. Um, and part of that is because so much of the experience with Claire's is the emotion of it, right? Yeah. And like the searching and finding something that really speaks to you. Um, but we are really excited about new categories of businesses that we're going after that I think are also just better e-commerce segments and e-commerce categories. So we're excited about that, but you're absolutely right. Like the emotional, physical aspect of the journey, the store, the, everything that you can find that you can never think of or never thought of that you actually want. Because one of the things we, we always hear from our consumers is you walk in, you think you want one thing and you walk out with sex. Yeah, I think that there's a discovery process with um, not just jewelry but also with that age group is it correct that my impression of claire's is that it's for a little bit geared toward a younger audience what's the age group for yeah claire's? absolutely so we we have you know our consumer groups uh we call our core consumers our loyalists and they tend to be anywhere from five till about 11 or 12 and then we call then the 12 to let's call it 17 18 they become our defectors right when they go into some of the other brands team brands um, fast fashion etc and then we have our boomerangs and our boomerangs tend to be our college students that are all of a sudden 18 in college you know they're for the most part, their budgets are kind of like a little bit more set than they were when they lived at home with their parents. So they come back to Claire's because they can find great fashion at great prices and still be like super trendy or classic or goth or whatever, you know, is their personality and whatever they're looking for. Are there some categories that are better for brick and mortar? Because it's my impression that with jewelry and with younger age groups you want to touch and feel it and you want to try it on and especially when you're a kid you want to be there and have that tactile experience yes. and i love that i love i remember it so vividly and now with kids of my own who are in the age group all of my kids are 5 to 11 right. so i truly get this as a <laughs> as a parent um and also as a former child, right. <laughs> um, that brick and mortar is so present. Is, is that what you find? A absolutely. Um, and I think you hit the, the nail on the head in terms of like for jewelry, for accessories, so much of this is like the journey, the experience, the tactile aspect of it. So for, for us, for e-com, really the areas that we're looking to explore we still think we think beauty can be like a nice like yeah e-commerce business we're also looking into room which we're excited about 
um, as well as other areas of business, like, you know, potentially could be apparel, could be other areas of business that, you know, could be great for us as we expand into our e-commerce side of the world. Yeah. How do you keep young consumers rational with their heads on straight and not, you know, overly into conspicuous consumption and overly materialistic? Well, I think one of the the key things is to have a brand message with everything we do. So, you know, we really believe in one of the things, especially coming out of the pandemic uh, that we've done is we've created a series. It's actually on YouTube um, and it's called Dear Claire. And it was a series that we created based on the need that we saw for mental well-being and like really a platform, especially for this demographic and this age to really talk about and have a platform to talk about things that are deeper than just, you know, consumption or the material things, but like really what drives them, what, you know, what support do they need um, to give them a platform to be their authentic selves, to be like really transparent and honest with each other. So I think that as a brand, that's what we try to do. We try to be part and become part of the community of our consumers and give them a platform to really be themselves, whoever that might be. Because if you walk into a Claire stores, you'll find kids of you know, every age, but also like who are themselves in very different ways. So there's not one right way of being. And I think celebrating that individuality and the fact that we're all so different and we can all be so different and not be judged by it is one of the things that Claire's really stands behind. Yeah. What's an example of something that you've done at Claire's or that Claire's has done that demonstrates how Claire's has celebrated individuality? So I think this Dear Claire um, podcast is definitely one of those. Like if you look at, you know, all of the girls um, that were part of it, they were all very different. They came from all different backgrounds, uh, all different ethnicities, all different parts of the country. Some of them were from New York, some of them from, from Arkansas. When you looked at them, they looked very differently. So it was all about being inclusive and it was about celebrating the differences, but how we're all the same at the core, although we can be so different. Um, You know, we've definitely also partnered um, in the mental health space um, with some great organizations out there to help in particular kids and teenagers. Like I mentioned before, coming out of the pandemic, we just saw that there's a really mental health crisis, I think, going around in, especially for this age group. And when I say this age group, it's broad, right? We're talking about five to probably 16, 17 year olds and that went through the pandemic and really have come out of it very different than they went into it. And how do we support them? So creating not only the space to do that through Dear Claire's, but creating and providing the resources as our consumers walk into our stores and you know, give them the ability to have access to that as well. That's really great. Yeah. How did you get to Claire's? Um, what was your career journey like? So I started, I definitely started in ready to wear women's. It was always my passion, um, but I always loved accessories. Um, even from the very start of my career, I felt like I could express myself through my accessories, my jewelry, my handbag, my shoes. That was always my so thing. Fun. That, I mean, it really is. It allows you to like, 
I've had outfits for 10 years and I change the belt, change the shoes, change the jewelry and it's a different outfit, right? So I think it just gives you the ability to like change up where you are, even with your own journey, because we all change. If I think about myself at 20, at 30 versus where I am today, now there's, it's a journey and it's a progression of style. It's a progression of confidence. It's a progression of what you see as beautiful, what beauty is. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons, again, why I came to Claire is because it, it does speak to all of that independent of where you are on your journey. And it gives you the ability to have like this phenomenal um, freedom to be yourself. Um, and, and also, you know, when I think of the brand, there's such an opportunity to bring it into the cultural conversation and how do we do that? Um, and that's something I'm really excited to explore. Yeah, that's really cool. What do you think it is about human nature that makes us want to adorn ourselves with little pretty shiny things? You know, I think it's, to me, it's self-expression. You can be the quietest person in the room, but have the loudest jewelry. Or you could be, um, you know, the flashiest, loudest person in the room and like have like very little jewelry on. So I think it gives you a way to express who you are without necessarily having to use verbal cues, if you will. Yeah. Like, I, I really do. I think it, it represents, you know, who you feel like in that day in a very safe, in a safe space because you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to say it. It just is. It's so interesting. My little sons have gotten so into sneaker culture. Yes. And they're, they couldn't be any less interested in jewelry, but they love cool sneakers and I think it's just another version of um how you know you and I like shiny pretty earrings absolutely and um and I think that all of us I think it must be written in the human nature code that we want to pick some kind of little physical manifestation to communicate cues to other like-minded individuals that exactly like, exactly let's, uh, let's collect baseball cards together or like let's talk about you know books together it, it's funny i have a 15 year old boy and same thing i mean like the one thing is it started with the sneakers now he's 15 it's moving on to, to a couple of different things so now um apparently the hot new brand it's stutzi Oh, um, that's from when we were kids. Yes, I know. Oh, wow. I, when he first mentioned the brand, I was like, wait, what? Is this, <laughs> wait, is it the same one? And I'm thinking of the logo in my brain. And yeah. I was like, it can't be. With the um, umlaut. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so funny. So apparently that is the hottest new street brand um, oh for teens. So that's now what he's into. And again, it becomes... I think it can go both ways, right? It becomes a way of self-expression, but it also becomes a part of belonging um, in some ways and like finding your tribe kind of. Um, so, and, and I think both both ways have value as long as, you know, your tribe is your tribe and like, you know, you're there to support each other and hold each other up. Yeah. And you have to figure out, I think this is probably the most difficult thing about adolescence and maybe even adulthood to some extent, but how to figure out how to have it support you and not imprison you. Absolutely. Because sometimes when you see those, I noticed this last night on Halloween with all these groups of trick-or-treaters, it's at times it seems cute that the groups are 
ensconced together, yes. but at other times it feels like a, a rowdy, you know, yes. girl gang. Yes. Like they're imprisoned yes. in yes. being yes. Uh, identical to each other. And absolutely. And it's such a fine line, especially with this age. And it's like, how do you express individuality still have a sense of belonging and feel safe doing that. Um, and again, that's what I love about Claire's. That's the whole point. It's you can be who you are, the best you that you are, whatever that is. Yeah. How did you rise the ranks of business culture over time? You don't just wake up one day and no. become executive <laughs> vice president of Claire's. No. So how, how did you get there? How did you start and how did you end here? Well, I, I think first and foremost, hard work. Um, I think work ethic goes farther than, you know, most people sometimes think. Um, and it's not easy. I mean, we've all had our setbacks. We've all like started um, with a goal in mind or, you know, thought that this this is the company, this is going to be it, I'm going to be here, you know, for X amount of time and, and I'm going to continue to grow. And, and then something happens and you say to yourself, well, I've learned what I needed to learn here. Now I need to move on. And like, what else? How do I keep evolving as a person and as an executive? But I would say tenacity um, as well as work ethic and the ability to know how your journey will continue to evolve and and being open to change not being afraid um, making sometimes scary decisions uh, being courageous in the decisions that you're taking because it's not always as clean cut as you would like it to be and you know and as a woman and as a latina sometimes it was harder and you just had to work harder and be resilient. And uh, like I said, the hard work and the passion for what you do is, I think, how you go from the very beginning of your career and having this amazing, wonderful road in front of you, but that's also very daunting, become a cool, fun, you know, sometimes bumpy road, but through all of it, it is your passion, your perseverance, um, and your work ethic that kind of gets you through all of it. You're such an inspiration. I think that's so cool. I, um, I always love talking to you about your journey because it's really easy to give people advice about, you know, okay, take this class, go meet this person, shake hands, right. network with that yeah. guy, do this and that. But um, but I think sometimes just working hard, you know, yeah. being there early, staying there late, yeah. doing all of the little things, um, that is kind of the difference between good and excellent or Absolutely. average and good. And I, I, I agree with you. I couldn't agree more. I think sometimes it's like the old saying says, and I'm not good with sayings, but it's like today chop wood. You know, and sometimes it is about doing the work of the work while you're in it as you're growing. And then that allows you the space to be visionary and think about, okay, what do I want next? And, and what does that mean? And have your horizons grow along with that. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if you ever think about this with your son, but when I'm talking to my kids, I always try to express to them this intangible idea that when you have a situation in front of you, you don't just want to think about what will suffice, but how can you maximize the situation and then all of a sudden opportunities unfold and Absolutely. open up in front of you. Absolutely. I, you know, I talk to my son a lot about that because 
um, they're very fortunate, right? And they're they're lucky to be in this, you know, the families that they're in, your family, my family. And, and I think that that is something I really want him to take back and not have it be taken for granted that it is every moment that you have is an opportunity and how can you turn something into potentially you know the next big thing that can happen or you know a wonderful connection or a great friendship or 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 and like these things develop in such different ways in life that you you really don't know unless you open yourself up to it yeah do you feel that you've had to work harder and do more and be better because you didn't necessarily look like the textbook definition of what uh, an executive vice president or a CEO looks like? Absolutely. Um, I think that one of the things, not only physically, but you know, I, I believe in compassionate leadership I believe in um, the fact that you don't have to be the loudest in the room um, to be the best leader. And that doesn't go with corporate culture, um, especially, you know, in America. So sometimes that softness was perceived as weakness when it's actually not. It's more, it's having, being intuitive um, and being compassionate and having an emotional IQ to understand the people around you. Um, so absolutely, and and I haven't changed. You know, I've I've had leaders that have said, you know, you're too soft. You have to, you know, be harder. Um, and again, like there's a difference between having expectations, but then also being your true self um, and leading in a way that you feel good about, um, that is, you know, has humanity in it, that is compassionate and it's not aggressive or reactive, but like thoughtful, um, and collaborative. Yeah. So, yeah. I think this is so amazing. Well, do you have any advice for the next generation of business leaders and entrepreneurs out there? Absolutely. Keep yourself open to new experiences. Don't be afraid to fail. Failure is how we get back up and become better at what we do, both personally and professionally. Um, Get yourself out there and like really try to make connections as you're going through your career. Um, Find a mentor, someone that can help you as you're going throughout your whole journey. Um, And I would say like stay true to yourselves, but be open to change. Um, you know, nothing in life is statics or stays the same. So just be open to the change that comes with different parts of your journey. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. It's been so wonderful to hear about your journey and everything that you've accomplished. And um, where can people learn more about you and Claire's? Well, thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure being here. Um, Absolutely, for everyone that's on Claire's.com, you'll see us online. We have over 3,000 stores worldwide, whether you're in the U.S. or Europe, um, and more to come. Thank you. Thank you.